Welcome to Just Jive Pod, a podcast where we share a drink, talk about life, and just jive. My name is Jerome. And I'm Jesse, and welcome back for another session. Um, if you are reading the title, you'll probably notice um, it's another... Uh, we have another special thing. Um, so uh, I think it'd be good to just introduce that briefly before we talk about our usual drinks. Um, what's going on, Jerome? Yeah, so as you can probably tell as listeners, the past like... 10 weeks basically of <laughs> quarantine we've been kind of just goofing around a lot um having a lot of really fun discussions like about hobbies and drafting superheroes a <laughs> uh, lot of fun stuff but um i think something jesse and i both kind of realize is we really miss kind of the uh more intentional uh maybe even more serious talks um and a big part of that is having guests so we kind of thought about it a little bit more and you know whether quarantine goes on or not um there's just this feeling of man it'd be nice to get guests on and clearly with technology nowadays um it it isn't too hard with zoom and Mm -hmm. you know online messaging and all that so um we're, we're gonna try something out hopefully listeners enjoy it it's um we're gonna try to get a couple guests one or probably two times a month hopefully um And then we do also want to try something else, which um, is having recommendation-type episodes. Um, Because I don't know about you, Jesse. One of my favorite ones was when we did that music one. Oh, that was Um, a lot of fun. Yeah. And, you know, just being able to do something like that for a longer form um, and kind of more casual, maybe shorter even, um, would be really cool. And... Aside from that, maybe one or two uh, more wild card random topics, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. And I was going to say, like, you know, what else are people doing right now other than being free to help uh, guests on a podcast, right? Yeah. But um, yeah. Um, and if you, again, if you're reading the title, you already know who our guest is, uh, <laughs> unless, unless we're not doing that. Um, but, you know, we figured the easiest place to start is your own home right (laughs) yeah yeah we're literally uh in the same space so um i guess welcome for the third time now uh my wife ejen yes hello everyone my name is ejen um as you probably already know i'm jerome's wife and i'm here as a first guest of this quarantine period episodes yeah and it's Mm -hmm. kind of extra weird because the previous time we've recorded together it's like three of us in a room chatting but it's me yijin in a room and then both of us connected on online to with jesse so it's like yep a weird vibe that hopefully will be okay and not just us two empty looking at each other talking <laughs> <laughs> like we're doing no, now sure yeah it'll be okay <laughs> yeah. um well, yeah um as we go into our usual um, why don't you guys start with what you're drinking this week yeah, we're, we're drinking something um, also from our Tavor shipment, I think from a little while ago. It's the, I think it's the Sunny and 79 Degrees Pilsner nice. um, by Barrel House Z um, and from Weymouth, uh, Massachusetts, I believe, and also brewed and canned by Dor- Dorchester Brewing from Boston, Massachusetts. So it's a... Um, it's a Pilsner, uh, 5.4 ABV. Uh, we're sharing this, and I think it might actually be 79 degrees outside or something like really close, so it's pretty perfect, and it's a nice day. Mm-hmm. So 
Um, unfortunately, we're not out doing fun stuff, but <laughs> you know we're in. Um, but it's good. It's as Eugene puts it, something lighter for the day. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, something really uh, easy to drink today. So yeah, how about you? Nice man, that is a good pick. Um, I think mine is a pretty good pick too. Um, I think just as a, a warm-ish summer day. Um, so I think this is the the third of that batch of anchors that I got from Tavor. Mm. Um, so this is the Man is Animal. Um, it's a Kolsch. It's a 4.5 ABV in a, a pint can, so 16 fluid ounces. Again, nice. it's from Anchorage Brewing Company, um, located in Anchorage, Alaska. And man, um, uh, I don't remember if I've... yeah. Uh, if, if I did have this before or not, if it, if, if it's not the first time, then whatever you guys yeah. are hearing it for the second time. But um, again, Anchorage being all things cool with art and mm-hmm. solid beers, um, it's just a nice uh, nice afternoon crisp beer. Yeah, seriously, we're we're probably we're we're very big fans of Anchorage at this point. <laughs> and eventually, maybe someday we will go and see Anchorage. Yes, uh, long that travel, nice. but. Yeah, it'd be fun. Yeah. But yeah, um, great. We're enjoying some good beers today. Hopefully listeners are as well. Um, as we've been doing every single week, um, kind of catching up just how we're doing, uh, and today including Yijian, in this process and kind of technically the past few weeks, we've already kind of touched on how we've been doing, uh, Yijian and I at home. Uh, but man, it's week 10. We're in double digits now. Um mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. So I guess, uh, Jesse, any any updates for you? Just how quarantine's been? Um, not too many. Um, I had I stayed late one day this last week and on on Wednesday. So kind of, uh, <laughs> I was super exhausted on Thursday, Friday. Um, just like just from staying late and and just being tired. Um, but I'm doing okay. Um, yeah, I think work is it's not like insanely busy where it's like um it's like non-stop but it's always Mm -hmm. like situational things that come up so you know as as you know as we adjust to like the daily changes or things um i think that's the most exhausting part is like we're trying to establish our own routine and and work and and trying to adjust around the different situations that we can't predict um right but overall, it's okay. Um, I think the other reason the last couple of weeks has been hard is I've been training some new people. So trying to figure out how to train them well enough to to do it in the midst of this craziness is interesting for right. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I'm okay. Um, I got to see my girlfriend twice. Um, I dropped some stuff off for her um, on Sunday and also yeah, uh, yesterday. So um, it was just nice to see her for a little bit. Um, yeah, yes. but it's it's okay. Um, what about you? Well, be- before that, I know last week you talked about getting a test. Um, oh yeah. Is there any anything that came out of that? Yeah. So I was. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was. I, I think I mentioned last week that I was um, maybe slightly anxious because I hadn't gotten my result back. So I ended up mm-hmm. like emailing them because I I don't know if like I just need to prompt them to get my account set up. But I ended up getting it. Uh, I tested negative. Um, so as Good. as of Good. as of two weeks ago, I was negative. So um, well. <laughs> I know, right? But yeah. So I mean, it was it was good. Um, and I mean, I might 
try and get tested again in um, maybe right. in a couple of weeks. I don't know. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, but I was very glad that that helped ease some of my <laughs> underlying tension and anxiety because yeah. um, I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, just give me my results. I'm, I'm waiting on it. You got it said three to five days. It's been like like nine days. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's cool. Um, yeah. Nice. Thanks for asking. I, for, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm really glad to hear yeah. that. <laughs> Definitely good to hear that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, for me, it's it's been pretty much the same as the last few weeks. Nothing too crazy. Work's been, um, you know, tiring, uh, maybe even more so than usual, just because it's, like I said, week 10 now. Um, mm. I'm very happy because it's Memorial Day weekend, so it's a longer weekend and um, kind of a, a, a small break, but something I've been looking forward to for a while now um, mm-hmm. since I think people... The mentality a lot of times is like because we're at home, you have no excuse to take time off, right? Uh, which <laughs> which is, is not true though. Is it's not, really true. not true. And if anything, it's like more sh- kind of stressful, and the whole cabin fever plays into it. So um, I'm honestly nothing too much to update other than I'm just gonna enjoy this time, even just one day more of a weekend. Yeah, and also, I mean, I I know I I mentioned like the both of you um, as we talked last week, but since we actually have Yichin on, mm-hmm. how has it been for you, Yichin? Um, you know, maybe maybe you can share some more about your experience um, during this quarantine so far. And I know we're going to talk a little bit more about other stuff, but how has it been for you? Um, literally twenty four seven seeing Jerome every <laughs> single day, and yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Thanks for asking, Jesse. Um, you know, quarantine for me actually hasn't been that terrible because I'm naturally just an introvert. I'm a homebody. I love being at home, and so being at home right now, I'm I'm loving it. Um, I get to have all the time in the world to be, you know, watching TV, to be doing my own thing, to practice you know, my, uh, to practice calligraphy, to do cross-stitching, all the things that needs to be done in a space I'm able to do. (laughs) And so I I actually enjoy it a lot. Um, I think the first few weeks of quarantine, we definitely had to, I don't know, we, we had to figure some kind of a routine out because like you said, I'm seeing him 24 seven. Um, it's, yeah, it was a little too much. So then we kind of had to make this rule where during work hours from like 8 to 5 or 8 to 5.30, we don't see each other. So mm. he, he's, he's in his little office and then mm-hmm. I'm outside working in the kitchen. Mm. And um, yeah, sometimes I text him when I need to tell him stuff. I just, yeah. I'm just like, we don't, we're not going to see each other. Mm-hmm. We're just going to keep our own space because if I see you all the time, I'm just going to kill you. <laughs> um, but, it, but it's definitely helped. Um, I can tell that he really needs to get out since he's the, he's the extrovert and he mm. likes being around people. Um, so it's definitely taking more of a toll on him than it is for me. Uh, but yeah, overall, I feel like I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing okay. Um, there are times when I'm feeling very claustrophobic as well, just staying in, in the house, but 
yeah, definitely, I'm, I'm at a much better place than he is. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, I think maybe you can affirm, but Jerome was sharing that. Um, I don't know if it was last week or I, mean, I think it was actually a couple of weeks ago. That um, I mean, it, it it sounds like it. it that's how it's played out. But um, you guys basically like life hasn't changed as far as like you know you guys still keep your own space apart so that you can kind of do your own thing. But then also you, know, you do still have time like together. So it's like you guys are still maintaining the balance of like just just because you guys are home together doesn't mean you need to actually spend all that time together um, mm-hmm. you actually can give each other the space yes which is helpful right yeah to, to yeah. not kill each other <laughs> <laughs> definitely yeah. i mean yeah we we definitely do try to still keep some kind of routine um every friday i don't know if he's mentioned but every friday we try to still have kind of like our date nights where each of us we take a turn um picking where we get takeout um, and we try to pick, you know, small businesses, family owned mm-hmm. restaurants to kind of help those people, um, you know, seeing a lot of very well known and just, you know, lo- love the, the restaurants that we enjoy quite a bit um, going out of business and filing for bankruptcy. It's pretty mm-hmm. sad. So I think if if we can help those, you know, mom and pop shops during mm-hmm. this time, even if it's just one meal a week, um, I think we're just trying to help help as much as we can. Yeah. And as a quick tangent for the the, the happy foodie in me, mm-hmm. here's a fun question for you both. What is the, mm-hmm. f- like, in these Friday night date nights, what's your favorite thing that the other person has picked? Mm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I know. It's a pretty mm. good one, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so an interesting one we actually did yesterday. Um, <laughs> And, and I, I maybe back up a little. It's it's hard for me to answer because the things we've chosen, we've all like really enjoyed. Like overall, like mm. uh, uh, like Tong Tong One Ninety, the uh, Korean, uh, oh, right. the place that we went to. Remember Jesse with the yeah. uh, Galbi Tong, and but she, she uh, I think rec- got recommended by someone. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard of Boss Cat Libations, um, Jesse. I don't think I have actually. So it's kind of like a. Um, southern like kind of like fancy southern-ish type of food uh it's like a bar it's like a lounge lounge bar, bar um mm-hmm. in in newport um or, or, or near irvine and usually it's like a very uh you know you got it's like a lot of business people that go to mm-hmm. after but because of quarantine they've actually been doing this thing what was it like frozen f- it's a meal kit yeah or like mm, meal okay prep thingy but um yeah my i i was recommended to it by a co-worker and it's pretty much a ten dollar like meal pack um that gives you one protein one side one veggie and you pick a sauce um and so yesterday i ordered a sliced steak and jerome had like this short rib thing um but you know they it had a side it was like roasted potatoes or roasted squash Mm. or you know mashed potatoes and then a veggie um asparagus or green beans or whatever's and it was ten dollars um and it came frozen so when you get home you just have to heat it up in the microwave it was pretty cheap, and then I think after after I had it, I was like, "Wow, this is actually pretty good for ten dollars." Yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah, and I mean, we weren't stuffed 
because you know that's that's how much you get for ten dollars. But we weren't like mm-hmm, star mm-hmm. still starving after. Yeah. Um. I guess for me, one thing that I that Jerome ordered, um, which wasn't a huge surprise for me, but I enjoy. I realized that I I enjoyed it a lot more than I expected mm. was um hero nori ramen mm. Ooh, okay yeah and so i'm not a huge ramen person i know it's really weird wow. um i don't i don't crave for like tonkatsu ramen or miso ramen or like any kind of japanese ramen but that one i think it's also because i had some leftovers the next day and when mm. i heated up you know the the noodles kind of soaked in all the broth mm. and it was just mm. it was just really good and so that was one that i was surprised at yeah i was going to say maybe you just need to find the right ramen places to to hit that um, i know that craving. yeah <laughs> probably cuz there are a couple places for me that that have done that and mm. actually um uh you you mentioning like having to reheat the next day there's one place that i um got it's uh, sujita Mm-hmm. Oh man! When I reheated the next day, it was so good. I was like, "That's what the heck." So. That's the place that's in uh, Sawtell, right? Yeah, yeah. So, oh, uh, dude, that that broth is like the heaviest thing I've ever had in my life. It's so good. <laughs> it really is, but like, it's so like it's very distinct and memorable for sure. I brought some back for you, Eugene. Remember? You did I, when I dropped off my dad at the airport, and then. Oh yes, you did. And then you're like, "This is so heavy," <laughs> but so sounds, good. Sounds about right. Sounds about yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. But wow. Anyways, um, kind of on on the topic of like guests and wanting to bring people on. Um, you know, Jesse and I were really thinking about like, you know, everyone is. It seems like everyone's doing the same thing, but mm. with occupations and with familial stuff and maybe even hobbies um mm-hmm. this covid season definitely takes a toll on people in different ways and mm. um we we definitely have a list of guests that we were like oh man this you know i, I really want to just even catch up with them to see how they're doing and you know seeing what's uh how, how the progress for their business or whatever has been but mm-hmm. um today we wanted to get you know yijin on um like you said, because we lived together, so it was, uh, it was the clear, easiest. The easiest for sure. <laughs> but, it's a um, good starting point. It's a great starting point. Um, uh, it's actually because uh, Eugene actually works at a university dealing with a lot of um, international student affairs. And, uh, you know, the, the truth is there's really no international student affairs that are really <laughs> physical or tangible right yeah. now. Um, so I think it, it, it's going to be really interesting to, like, hear her perspective of like just how big of a hit like the international student industry has mm. taken from covid right yeah and i i'm i'm also just curious because like just hearing about yijin's work before like it was basically just like yeah entirely dealing with different different groups of international students and i'm curious where where that's landed now so for sure mm-hmm. yeah cool um, I mean, it's, yeah, If I guess I'll just go right into it. But international students, I feel, because I work with them the most, um, I feel like they are kind of hit pretty severely mm-hmm. just because, um, you know, in terms of the 
the U.S. government helping its citizens with the stimulus checks and、mm-hmm. all of those things that are giving some kind of you know relief package for the citizens and for the for the、um, permanent residents. They don't include international students, and、mm. so for a lot of for a lot of people, when they hear international students, they might they might think like you know it's the rich people that can get here and they can、mm. they don't care about money and they can just you know burn money for fun because they have so much.、Mm-hmm. Um, that's not all of the international students that are here.、Um, you know,、mm-hmm. there's quite a few of them that are also here. Because of their own money,、um, they're they're relying on scholarships. They're relying、mm-hmm. on research funds, and I haven't heard of any news that any of them, any of those like funds, have been taken away. But、mm-hmm. I'm sure that for a lot of them, they're still very, you know, they're they're scared that when like when will this funding end? Is this funding going to continue?、Um, and then what if like things. Between the U.S. and their country, you know, the relationships aren't that great. Like,、right. what's going to happen to them? And so, it's. I feel like it's just they have it a little bit harder because they're not on their own like soil. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, what's so crazy? I mean, me living with you, you know, through that whole experience of like hearing. Oh shoot! Like all this stuff is closing down. I mean, not even just for international students, but for, like universities in general.、Um, it's like wait, like it almost reminded me of that movie Terminal with Tom <laughs> Hanks, like kind of stuck in an airport while his country's at war without. So- it's like it's like wait a minute, what's gonna happen? Like you can't really go home for a lot of people, and but then you're not exactly like quote unquote safe here either. It's like. <laughs> It's just a strange situation, so I'm I'm curious,、um, like for you, like in the perspective of like hearing about the stories from these different students, like what were the events like、um, leading up to the shutdown of the school and and the whole、uh, quarantine announcement surrounding、um, the university? Yeah.、Mm-hmm. Um, so. I guess、um, a little background information is that before quarantine started, I actually wasn't working with international students or in in that student affairs role.、Um, mm. I was more of kind of like the the backstage、um, planning a lot of like the events, planning their、mm. you know orientations, graduations, those kind those kinds of things. I wasn't exactly in like a an affairs and counseling、mm-hmm. position. Um, that started after quarantine when we realized that you know these students need a lot more help than we thought they would, and so that's、mm. how I got into it.、Mm. Um, and so I don't I don't want to say that I'm I know exactly what happened leading up to this quarantine announcement from the university,、mm. but from what I do understand, you know, some of the students tried to go home right away once they、mm. found out that the school was going to be. Kind of, quote unquote, shut down. Right,、um, right. But then, as you know, once once the U.S. announced that you know things are going to be kind of, in a way, shelter in place, stay at home. You know, everything's gonna shut down and stuff.、Um, a lot of the airlines weren't flying.、Um, they were being canceled.、Mm-hmm. They were being delayed.、Yeah. Um, a lot of a lot of flights.、Um, the students would book. And then they would find out that it's canceled, so they had to book another one, and then it's canceled again. 
And so uh, it, it kind of did feel like they were stuck here because they didn't know which flight was going to fly. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then the prices would go up because there weren't a lot of people flying. Um, mm, or it's weird. the ones where people um, would, would kind of book. And I, I've definitely heard of this. I don't know if it's true, but I've heard of people booking an entire plane just to fly them home. What? And so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so like what? Yeah, so like they would they would spend like thousands, like tens of thousands of money to buy that entire plane <laughs> to, to fly them home. Yeah, yes. Wow. Just so they are guaranteed that they're gonna go home. <laughs> wow. And so for I those mean, people, then like they don't need to wow. worry. But for, for everyone yeah. else, that's, you know, they just want to pay like a basic economy flight. Like yeah. that's going to be difficult. And then, um, yeah. And, and a lot of students who are here, international students who are here on the, the F1 student visa, um, one of the rules of their visa is that they have to take on-campus classes. Um, a specific amount of them in order to stay so obviously you know i'm i'm sure you know the the government thought of that and they've changed a few of the regulations and they've um they've made adjustments but a lot of times as students you worry because you're kind of like what if they don't make these adjustments and how do i know that they're going to make these adjustments so that i'm i'm pretty sure the first few weeks of that quarantine they were just in a panic mode because they didn't know what was going to be like you know if they go back home to take classes is their visa and or their Mm. or their um status going to be canceled how are they going to come back um you know how do they come back and finish off the school year how do they graduate can they even graduate um yeah because nobody this has never happened and so um I can only imagine like that was a lot of the thoughts that were going into um, the students, you know, minds um, during that time. Yeah. Wow. That, it, I mean, that, that image of terminal, like that movie yeah. really is so clear because it's like, I can imagine being at the airport as an international student with my badge being like, <laughs> I need to go, but you're not letting me. <laughs> right? Wow. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I, I find it also interesting that basically your, like, your work and your role was reallocated and reassigned to help, mm-hmm. like, you know, in this way. Because clearly, like, your previous role was not going to be very active through this season, yeah. right? Like, no. there's not going to be events or, or things that really are going to need to be planned or happening exactly. in the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. So. I do think that it is cool that they were like, hey, well, since, you know, you're still working, why don't you help with, like, this this need, you know? I think that's actually yeah. kind of cool um, that they were able to do that for you. Yeah. Um, obviously, they're, like, learning all that stuff is a new challenge, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely. I think when we first started, um, this was, like, mid-March when things in the U.S. started getting a little more Crazy. chaotic. Um, yeah, I think, I think we, we had a first few cases back in what, like February or January, Mm -hmm. but it didn't really blow up until March. 
Um, and so I think during that time, I was already thinking, you know, every day I went into the office and I had more events canceling because first it was events over like 250 people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was like, oh, events with like 150 people and then events of 100 people. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I have no more events to plan. Like I You're can't like, do it. anything. That's it. All of my events are canceled. And then we got the order that, you know, we're going to go remote. Um, you're going to work, work at home now. And I'm like, what about my job? You know, <laughs> if yeah. I'm not on campus, how the heck am I supposed to do my job? Um, yeah. So, but I definitely, I appreciate having to be like being allocated to a different position just because, you know, at the end of the day, I still have a job. Um, I'm, I'm still getting paid. Um, and we do actually have slightly different roles, um, for events people. Um, now there's a lot of virtual events, virtual workshops, um, virtual orientations. And right now, yeah. And right now virtual graduations, because, you know, with, with, um, I'm, I think some of the semester universities already had their commencements, Mm. Um, and so for a lot of the quarter schedule universities and colleges and just schools in general, um, they're going to have to plan for virtual graduations, virtual commencements. Um, and then when summer school sp- starts, there has to be new orientations again and different mm-hmm. workshops. So there is still a little bit of job to do for events. Um, but definitely not as labor intensive as being in person. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I know you, now that you're talking to a lot more students, like previously it was more helping them mm-hmm. set things up and yeah. kind of indirectly. But now that you're more, well, not really face to face, but at least virtually, yes. like, um, just a quick estimate, like how, what percent of the students you're talking to are students that are, still in America? Hmm. That's a good question. That's a really good question. Um, like, do you even have visibility to that? Or? We don't. Uh, me, personally, um, because of what my role is in student affairs, I mm. don't have the physical visibility of knowing like if they went out of the country or not. Uh, um, however, when I do meet up with them and I do still meet with students to, you know, counsel them and just, um, just to have a meeting with them. Um, that's kind of how I know where they are. Um, we use, we use this site when we're, um, having students kind of book appointments with us. Mm-hmm. And what's good about that system is that it tells me if they booked in a different time zone. Oh. Um, and so there, there has been some where, you know, I get, I get a booking from Japan. I mm. get, I get a book um, appointment from China. I get one from the um, uh, United Arab Emirates. Mm. Um, and so, I get, you know, I, I get different bookings and that's kind of how I know if they're still in the U.S. or not. I want to say, at least for me, mm-hmm. um, more than, I would say half to slightly more than half is still mm. in the U.S. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. That's more that's than big, I... Yeah, thought. that's more than I expected too. 
Mm-hmm. Can, can you tell like a really big, like almost like attitude or mentality between those who are abroad versus here? Like, do the <laughs> does one group <laughs> sound more hopeless or like like are their spirits like way more down? Oh yeah, definitely. Which one? Which one is which? The ones your, that are here. Oh man, yeah, like ugh. Because the ones that are here, um, a lot of times it's because they didn't think it was going to get this bad. Um, A lot of them had a lot of, I guess, hope and just they were very optimistic about the U.S.'s handling of Mm. the coronavirus. Um, You know, it wasn't going to get that bad. Most of their parents and family even told them, you know, stay in the U.S. They'll definitely do it better. Um, they'll have, they have maybe better healthcare. Um, well, this is from, this is from like, you know, countries that might not have, you know, free, free healthcare and free treatments and stuff. And so they're saying, you know, stay in the U S you'll be better there, but that's kind of not the case for a lot of them. A lot of them, you know, the U S is actually worse than their home country. Um, and so now when, you know, their parents are saying family members saying like, Hey, come home. There, it's a little. It's not that it's too late in the game, but it is a little late because once they go home, they have to be quarantined at home, um, or at least somewhere. And I've definitely heard of places where they have extended quarantines. Um, and so instead of the standard fourteen days, they have an extended twenty-eight days. Um, and so it's just kind of you know by the time they get out, it's like why did I even come home? Like they, they don't know what's going to happen because the future is so uncertain and so unknown that they'd rather just take the risk and just stay here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Again, that terminal, (laughs) I always come, it's like, it's just such a, it feels, I can imagine it feeling very lonely for them. Yes. Um, And it's definitely true. Um, They are very lonely. Um, a lot of the international students when they are, you know, they, they, they live in apartments just like Mm -hmm. other college students. Mm -hmm. But the thing about their roommates who are most likely or sometimes domestic students, they've gone home because they can, you know? And so those, those roommates and housemates, um, are no longer living there and they're just living by themselves. Um, Mm. You know, they have to do uh, groceries, you know, for themselves. Not not to say that we all, we all have people doing groceries for us, but, you know, they're, they're a little more unsupported than mm-hmm. some of the domestic students that are here. Wow. I mean, it's, for me, like, I'm just finding that whole dynamic interesting. Like, and I mean, the, I, I'm also just curious about how a lot of just students are doing in general. I mean, um, because I, I know that, this is a, like such a huge adjustment for all students, but especially like those who are international kind of in, facing very unique circumstances, mm-hmm. you know, um, being whether they're here or not here and, and still trying to continue through their education. And mm-hmm. uh, I think that's just, yeah, it's, it's, I'm, I'm curious because it's, it's a tough experience. I, I bet. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, like you said, like there's, it's not like all international international students are the same either. Like there's some who you know do have come from like wealthy families or whatever, or and some who don't, and some who are kind of like and and also like, um, 
some who are really trying to make it here so that they can you know there's all these different dynamics of mm-hmm. international students and their backgrounds and their um their reasons for studying internationally that i think it it creates for a very unique like um atmosphere where you have to figure out how to support them the best way possible right mm-hmm. um, exactly and and unique to their situation because it's definitely gonna be different than the other students uh, situation yeah and i think that's definitely true one of the for me, the first thing that pops into my mind about just different circumstances and where they are is, you know, for the students that did go home, um, we we still have classes sometimes that are, um, what's the word? Is it synchronous? I think it, so. it is. Like, where kind of like live. Kind of right? like, yeah, Ooh. live lectures. Um, and so a lot of times, I think in the beginning, um, a lot of the instructors and professors and just administrative personnel who were planning for these classes, sometimes they don't think that far ahead, um, Mm -hmm. for a lack of better words. Um, And so they have classes, let's say, at, you know, 9 a.m. because they think, you know, students should be awake. They'll be able to get online. But 9 a.m. in California or, you know, in, in the U.S., does not mean 9 a.m. in like Japan. It doesn't mean yeah. 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. in China. And so I've had students who are taking classes now in their home country from midnight to 5 a.m. because oh that's when classes yeah. are and they that's need to, disgusting. they need to sign in to let the instructor and professor know that they're there in order to count as participation grades. Yeah, that's terrible. And yeah. so, you know, their entire life is the opposite and so even though they're home which is definitely more supported um they have to kind of you know adjust to what the lectures are here i think i think it's definitely different for the summer because they've all learned this lesson and so you know things are things are a little bit different now um in the summer there's a lot more surveys going out to kind of mm. see where the students are in the summer to kind of determine if they're going to go synchronous or asynchronous. Right. Um, and, you to know, there's, sun, yeah, know, exactly. But it's, yeah, it's, you know, when I first spoke to a student who told me that his class starts at 1 a.m., I'm like, dude, I'm going to be sleeping. Like, who the heck would yeah. wake up to or stay awake to be going to a three-hour class at 1 a.m.? Seriously. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that just... Like, I'm a, I'm a big, you know, especially in college, I was a huge night person. Mm-hmm. But to think about, like, I have to go to this class at 1 a.m. Yeah. is, like, a nightmare for me. Like, why? <laughs> exactly. But, but then when you realize like this is this is the real thing that the international students face who are in different time zones, like mm-hmm. you realize like, oh, like we need to probably rethink this a little bit more yeah. carefully. Yeah. And I mean, again, I, I don't I'm not in a sense I'm not surprised that this happened because it's not like it's not like teachers like were well versed in teaching like remotely, you know. Oh like, yeah, that's that's another challenge so, altogether. Yeah, yeah. Like the fact that you're not in a physical classroom, like 
and even even the ones that who were predominantly like educating online through online programs or whatever like this is still an adjustment for them too mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. i think it, especially more so for the the professor who literally never had to consider this as an option mm-hmm. like are forced to like to do this like mm-hmm. I, i'm sure that's been a difficult adjustment like yeah for yeah. the teachers as well as the students you know yeah yeah i mean like you said jesse it's like there's there really isn't a precedent for this mm-hmm. um and as we've seen the past three months from both a politics and government level all the way to schools, to the NBA, to, to mm-hmm. NFL, to, uh, you know, every individual employer, like they're in a lot of ways improvising on the spot. And, mm-hmm. and I guess kind of like to, to use that as, that as a segue for like the future of mm-hmm. all of this, like the, the truth is there, yes, there's no precedent, but as we are starting to, I don't want to say it's becoming the new normal, but it kind of is. Yeah. And the mm-hmm. fact that international travel is really going to, I think that's still really murky too, given mm-hmm. like some cu- countries are still completely shut down mm-hmm. indefinitely maybe. Um, like, do you, again, this is a very loaded question because it's like, it's probably more of a Dean <laughs> that needs to answer this, but like just in your eyes, like, Given what you've seen, how things have evolved and transpired, like in the past three months, do you like what do you think the future of international students in American universities will look like moving forward? Wow, yeah, that is definitely a loaded question. <laughs> and uh, honestly, like you said, I should probably be a dean in order to answer this. Right. But at the same time, I don't think even the dean knows. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But so. um, honestly, like I. My, yeah, my honest answer is I don't know. Right. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, you you know, if I were that student, if I, I, if I were an international student from, you know, Japan or China or, you know, from the Arab, um, you know, I, I don't know exactly whether, like, I will go back to the U.S. to study um, right. because of how... Things are being handled right now with with, you know, the politics going into it, um, not to mention a lot of just shifting blame. And, Mm. you know, there's a lot of just there's so many political just things and, you know, the economy um, and, you know, all of these things that factor into a family's decision to let their child go study abroad. Um, I don't know how they're going to take it. I, I, yeah, there's, there's no way to know. Um, if I were a parent, I would just tell them, you know, maybe go to Australia, go to like <laughs> England, yeah. like go yeah. somewhere else because it's, you know, in, I don't know if that value of like learning from America is still going to be the same. Yeah, right. Obviously, it's still too early to to know because, you know, things are still progressing. Things are still, um, you know, changing. Um, but at the same time, like, there's, yeah, um, we we don't we don't know what's going to happen. Um, I think a lot of the universities, um, at least from what I can see and understand, they're being very, very accommodating. They're doing everything they can to really still be the, you know, 
provide quality education, and、mm-hmm. that I can definitely vouch for.、Um, you know, I see instructors who are trying their best to help students online.、Um, they do all sorts of,、um, you know, office hours, all sorts of just. There's a lot of things that they're doing、um, to really make sure that the quality of education isn't going down.、Right. And so I think mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if students really value the education, the quality, and the experience that they get at a at American University,、um, you know, I'm pretty sure enrollments and international students will still increase.、Mm. But at the same time, you know, the ones who are paying are their parents, and so、yeah. if their parents、yeah. are feeling that. You know, things aren't the same.、Um, we, yeah, we don't know if they'll still send their parents, send their kids here. Yeah, yeah. It's、wow. kind of scary. It's like, you know, you, you when you look at like international student affairs, like、mm-hmm. it's it's its own like running machine, right? Like <laughs> with all the visas and all the,、mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I, you know, I don't know all the little details, but <laughs> it's. Similar to like when you think of the NBA, like it's not just okay. Players don't get to play. It's like no, there's people working at the stands. There's people、mm-hmm. running the TV stuff.、Um, mm-hmm. You know all this stuff, all the but like and- yeah, like and they're all just kind of they're very deeply impacted and like、mm-hmm. international students. It's like I think for you know someone like me who I mean if, if obviously if I don't talk to you like. Especially, I, I just be like, oh yeah, it's just like whatever. Teachers will go teach、uh, other people, like <laughs> it's fine. But no, there's like an ecosystem of、mm-hmm. of staff and systems and grants, even like、mm-hmm. related to international students. So it's like, how scary it is that even that could be in jeopardy. Yeah,、um, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like even aside from uni- universities, like. Just from international perspective, like universities themselves are going to be impacted pretty hard. Too, oh yeah,、like. definitely. Yeah, like people are doing online graduations. Yeah,、um, mm-hmm. everyone's doing it a little differently, but、yeah. um, I feel like education in general is just going to be so different in、mm-hmm. like the next decade, probably maybe even like five to ten years.、Right? Yeah, maybe you don't、Possibly. you don't know. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's. Definitely,、um, you know, at least from where where I work,、um, international students do take a they they contribute a lot into you know our、um, our operating costs and、mm-hmm. um, kind of one of the reasons why we we have money.、Um, mm-hmm. However, you know, just from a lot of the budgets, you know, we've this quarter no one. Or this year, no one expected this. We、yeah. were we were projected、mm-hmm. to make、um, a certain amount、um, mm-hmm. in revenue,、um, so that we can you know continue、um, revamping our programs, revamping our courses,、right. you know,、mm-hmm. hiring quality,、um, you know, quality control,、um, all of that thing. And then now, you know, we there's there's no way we're making you know we're going to be. Making money this year, <laughs> Man,、um, right. and I think that's the same across the board.、Um, yeah. There's, there's just no way that any any university、um, 
Maybe, maybe except for the online universities、um, that won't be as impacted,、mm-hmm. but all、yeah. the traditional ones,、um, you know, across the board, I think it's going to be difficult for them to, you know, be on, you know, the the positive side of、yeah. of the equation.、Um, yeah. And because one of the main things is because of student housing,、mm-hmm. you know, you know, student housing yeah, generates. That's, A lot. It's it's the auxiliary departments in the universities. They are the ones who are generating the revenue.、Mm, But、yeah. with no one being on campus to live、yeah. in those dorms and apartments, they have it. It's it's zero income. Yeah. And just a lot of maintenance and paying the rent. Yeah, and the debt on it. Wow,、man. it's crazy. So, like tuition is one thing, but living costs is a whole different. Yeah, yeah. That, that is yeah. like a huge sustaining factor、mm-hmm. for like colleges and universities.、Mm-hmm. Wow.、Yeah. I think our living, our like dorm costs, was pretty much the same as our tuition. It it, it was up there. Yeah, yeah I think it, really it was, was pretty、insane. much. It was pretty much like. Almost the same. Yeah. <laughs> so it's you know that's 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 a huge part of how universities and colleges、um, yeah. are are losing money. Yeah. Yeah. I I have one other question about like、uh, universities.、Mm-hmm. Uh, I recently read that、um, I think was it the network of UCs、um, was basically saying that they will. Remove the SAT and ACT as mm. part of the、huh. um, yeah as, as part of like a requirement or、um, the application or whatever. Yes. Did you read that? I did read that.、Um, I did not go into it because、okay. um, I didn't think it was going to pertain to me or、mm. like it had anything to do with me. This right, was before、right. I started doing the、uh, the student affairs, and so I'm a little、uh, bit like, oh shoot,、true. I guess I should have read up on that. <laughs>、um, but that that is true.、Um, I believe,、um, and definitely don't quote me on this, but I believe there are some leniencies in terms of college admissions this year. Kind、mm. of、um, looking at your, I believe it was like looking at your last quarter or last semester's grades. If they were somewhat, you know, really bad or something,、um, they're able、mm. to kind of be more flexible, be more lenient.、Um, mm. And then, like you said,、um, you know, the SATs and ACTs, GRE, GMAT, any standardized tests,、mm-hmm. um, they're unable to, you know, have them in person. Yeah. And so, a lot of times, I believe、um, it's true that. The the UC system might not be looking at SAT and ACT scores、right. for this year and next year just because、mm-hmm. of of these things.、Um, and I believe I also read that、um, the president of of the UC system had considered just removing the ACT altogether within、right. the next five years. I think. Um, but there's a lot of pushback. There's,、yeah. you know, it's it's more politics going into it. Like how are yeah, how yeah. how do you measure a student?、Um, how is this fair to all the other students? You know, yeah, and, was, and all of these things. Yeah, I was reading a little bit about that.、Mm-hmm. So so there's a lot of things going on, and it's the same for going back to you know our topic of international students. It's the same thing. A lot of these international、yeah. students, in order to get admission into 
universities here, they need to take the TOEFL, the TOEIC, or the IELTS, some kind of standardized English test.、Mm -hmm. um, you know, these these agencies they've come up with a way to monitor. Students taking the test online—it's <laughs>、mm -hmm. um, a little—it's kind of crazy, I I think. And again, I'm not completely sure, but what I think happens is you have to have a camera,、um, <laughs> and then somebody watches you、um, taking the test, and they have to have access to look at your desktop screen. Wow! wow. And so it's like double. Security,、um, just、That's、to make sure. But again, at the same time, like if a student really wants to, they'll find a way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>、um, yeah. And so, because of that, it's a little, you know, the scores are also a little bit more lenient. They're trying to figure out how to make it fair, how to make it just, you know, just just the same for everyone. Right.、Um, yeah. And so, yeah, there's there's just a lot of changes that are coming from from this one virus. Yeah. You know, and it's things that no one ever really thought to consider because, again,、yeah. mm -hmm. we this、no、has never、to. happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just so crazy. Like we've three months in,、uh, we think we say, okay, we, we're we're on track, but it's. I think as Eugene shared, it's like, wait,、uh, yeah, we, we really don't know.、Mm -hmm. We don't <laughs> know.、So、many、um, questions.、Though. Yeah, this it, it's so true.、Um, you know, again with. International students, we don't know when they can come back.、Yeah. New students can come back because a lot of the embassies in their home countries are still closed, and so they can't get、right. the visas to come to、wow. the U.S. And so then they probably、because、can't they, come、yeah. for the fall. No way. Yeah, and so again, it's like, when are we going? When is everything going to open back up? When is things going to go back to normal? I get this question a lot,、yeah. but you know. All, all I can say to them is, you know, I'm sorry you feel this way, but I have no idea either. I don't even know when I'm going back to work. Yeah, that's crazy. It, it seriously is, and I think, you know, thank you for coming on to kind of, I think, paint a picture of the the real nitty gritty inside like view of how just unclear things are right now. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. You know. I'm sure, you know, Jesse's perspective on the nursing world and like the medical world, and then, you know, my perspective on a different world is like、mm -hmm. everyone's got their own worlds. But I think what's、mm -hmm. the the common denominator is it's not there's no precedent for everything,、mm -hmm. right? So,、mm -hmm. um, yeah. So thank thanks for coming on. You know, of course,、thanks、you had no choice because I'm like, hey, you're coming on, right? <laughs> <laughs> yep.、Uh, yeah. But、um, yeah, I think it's a very informative one.、I've, it's The type of、yeah. questions everybody should be asking, because you know, as a nation, especially like we're not very used to this type of thing.、Um, mm -hmm. So hopefully, the new normal will be a a, a better normal. If yeah, any, in a way, yeah,、right? mm -hmm. definitely.、Um, and we there's just a lot of good questions that need to be asked,、yeah. um, so that we can hopefully get good answers too.、Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah.、Um, so like every week, we have a wreck of the week.、Um, This week is a re relevant one for two reasons. <laughs> one because international, but、um, it's first it's it's a like international or non English TV show.、Um, mm. So first reason is because of our topic, but second, 
Yijin loves Asian TV shows, <laughs> dramas, Korean dramas, <laughs> Chinese dramas. So it's right up her alley. Oh, um, so I, I guess I can start off first um, and then yeah. move on. Um, I think I've actually shared this before. Um, it's the German show called Dark. It's oh, on uh, Netflix. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, I, I think most people can attest like, German as a language, it sounds kind of intimidating and very like serious to begin with. And yeah. with the show called Dark and the premise of uh, kind of like time warping, bending and multiple di- um, universes type of deal, like it's a very intense show. And mm. um, I, I think when I recommended it before, um, I, I already said it's just such a... It's very hard to take your eyes off um, just how intense it gets. Um, so, yeah, I think I will go with Dark as my non-English TV recommendation. Um, okay. Uh, Yijin, do you want to go? Sure, um, I'll go. And like Jerome said, I'm a huge fan of Korean dramas and recently Chinese dramas, although that takes some people quite a bit of time to get into because it's very cheesy and very <laughs> sometimes fake. Um, and so, yeah, you're, you're, you might not, it might not be up your alley. Um, and so since I'm the guest, I'm actually going to recommend two Korean dramas. Okay. Um, <laughs> one of them is called um, Dr. Romantic um, or also known as Romantic Dr. Master Kim. Um, mm. It's a more serious drama TV show. Um, and I think a lot of times I tell people don't watch this drama for its accuracy. I'm sure they do not comply with a lot of medical <laughs> practices. And there's a lot of things that they do that I'm kind of like, I don't think you're allowed to do that. And I don't, I'm not even in the medical field. So... <laughs> it's probably yeah jesse you're gonna watch it and you're gonna be like this is so not true like they cannot do that they can't they can't just cut open somebody without like gloves on or you know without a mask on but um the reason why i recommend it is there's a lot of life lessons to be learned in this drama um the the main protagonist um you know there's a reason why he became a surgeon and a doctor um and the way that he teaches the fellow um, residents and interns at the hospital, it's its really kind of, you know, he's not someone that can be bribed. He's not someone that mm. can just, you know, he won't operate on you just because you have a lot of money or because you have status or because you have connections. It's really about, you know, what, what it means to be a doctor, what it means to be working in this field. And obviously, because it's Korean, um, some of the things are also a little different because, you know, Koreans, they're, they're kind of taught, this, taught a different way. Um, they have different, uh, slightly different values. Um, but for me, I just, you know, you kind of see these characters go from young interns that want to do, want to become the best surgeon and the most well-known surgeon to becoming mm-hmm a good surgeon um, that Mm. will really save people. Mm. Um, And so that's one that's, it's a little serious. I do not recommend binging. Um, They they get, they get pretty, pretty graphic with, with the surgery scenes. Um, So that, that's one, that's one warning of that show. 
Um, but I do recommend it for a lot of the lessons that it teaches. Um, and then the second okay. one that I recommend, um, another Korean drama, it's called Her Private Life. <laughs> it's a little, it's not old. I think it came out maybe two years ago. Mm. But um, it is about a crazy fangirl um, who also works as a museum curator um, and, you know, kind of falls in love with the museum director and blah, blah, blah. Um, but it's just. It's a very light and refreshing show that I think the acting was really good. The plot was just really good. Um, and I feel like they tied up almost all the loose ends and side mm. stories mm. Um, also that happened in the whole drama. And it was just a very, it's just a very lighthearted, refreshing drama. Um, and I don't know if Jerome has mentioned, but I'm also a huge K-pop fan. And so when I was watching the drama, I kind of envisioned myself as the main girl because there's, there's a few things that she did that Jerome would turn to me and he like, did you do that too? <laughs> and I had to say, um, yeah, kind of, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. those are the, the two that I would recommend. Nice. What about you, Jesse? Oh man, those are good ones. Um, I don't really watch any foreign TV shows, mm. um, but I will recommend an anime. Um, ah. So I will recommend uh, My Hero Academia. Um, it's Ooh. a very popular anime right now, um, and also obviously a, a manga as well. Uh, but it's it's gone through. I want to say three full seasons. And, and it's kind of in the uh, miss middle break of its fourth season. Mm -hmm. um, it's really good, man. So the premise of this show is, like, the world, basically, like, majority of the people in the world have uh, what's called a quirk. Or um, if you're thinking about, like, X-Men, like, they have an evolution or, like, a power or mm -hmm. something. Um, and it's just, like, in a, in a world like that, how do they, um, you know, uh, where becoming a hero is act an actual profession um it, it follows along like the, the story of like a few students who are going through essentially like hero hero you know hero school um so it's really really cool um i think it's actually pretty cool because it also does tell a lot of really unique um lessons as well um mm. and despite it having a lot of like a lot of different main characters like it does a really good job of like actually taking time to focus on each one um to develop their stories and um and also develop and move the story as a whole so i, I really like this one um the animation is super cool um it plays on some like uh some tropes of like other um kind of superhero kind of stuff so it's it's pretty funny mm -hmm. um but also like it's it has like serious elements and tones too um so i would definitely recommend that um, i, I want to say it's I want to say it's on Netflix. I'm not sure. Hmm. Uh, Is, are the characters or are their uniforms in like this white kind of like cloak thing with a blue thing on it? Kind Does that of? sound familiar? Did you see that on Netflix? Not I think I did. Cloak. Yeah, I think that's a something else. But <laughs> oh, um, but yeah, this yeah this show is really really good. So nice. I, I would I would recommend watching it. They're in also, also they're in like thirty minute you know chunks. So oh, nice. Essentially, like twenty five minutes of episode, which is again right. just a nice like watching length. Yes. Um, so yeah. I, I would highly recommend binging through this. <laughs> nice for sure. Yeah. Good choices. Nice. 
Yeah. Again, thanks everyone for joining us um, this week. Um, and again, thank you, Yijin, for coming on. Even though, again, Jerome probably didn't give you a choice, um, <laughs> but we are glad we are glad you're on. And again, it's we're both super thankful that you got to share, um, especially about the international students that you work with now and and the impact that they have in the midst of this whole thing. Um, so it was very enlightening for me. Um, I just something I hadn't thought about at all. Um, so thanks again, and I hope our listeners are also um, kind of tuning in. Um, if you guys haven't followed us or subscribed to us, please do. We only have one social media, which is Instagram. And yeah, just tune in with us and, and journey with us as we kind of learn more different aspects and from different people on how this pandemic has affected different areas of the world and different industries. And um, yeah, I think it's going to be really fun um, to kind of talk about all that um and again um you know we want you to stay safe and enjoy something uh to drink uh during this quarantine yeah absolutely um so listeners however you're being affected by this pandemic uh, we, we really hope um you know things do get better um and you know like like we said hopefully the new normal will be a a, a better normal at the end of the day so um, yeah, Eugene, thanks again for joining. Um, and listeners, as always, we'll see you next time. See ya. Bye.